0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and T.C. on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hi everybody, it's our uh, last hour here on a uh, very nice Thursday in the capital city, finally. Uh, if you're wondering what's going on with the Iowa baseball team and the Big Ten Tournament. Yeah, yeah. They haven't started yet. No, they're supposed <laughs> to start at uh,
1: 1230 today. <laughs> And Indiana-Michigan went long. Way long. Went into the 13th, one of the longest games of Big Ten tournament history. Mm -hmm. After the curfew got the Hawkeyes last night and some rain. 10 o'clock curfew. And an extra inning game got them today, but they will be playing... About quarter after yeah. is when uh, the first pitch is scheduled with the Terrapins and the Hawkeyes. There you go. So that's the
0: update uh, on Iowa and their uh, first game in the Big Ten Conference Baseball Tournament. Uh, we're going to stay with baseball right now for a few minutes. Uh, Chris Cotillo from the SB Nation Major League Baseball, the Daily Dish, is our guest. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Chris, good afternoon, pal. How's it going? Uh, we're doing great. Uh, let's kind of start because are we um, are we like a quarter of the way through the season is that Does that sound about right to you? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think we're just a little bit past that. It, yeah.
0: just a little past. okay. all right, I'm going to read this to you in the national League, your leaders in the east, Washington, I think everybody thought that they would be there in the central Milwaukee, no, in the West Colorado, no. Uh, in the American League, in the East, New York, no. In the Central, Minnesota, no. In the West, nah, either Houston or Texas. Does that pretty much sum it up about a little more than a quarter of the way through?
2: Well, I think preseason prediction wise, I think everybody was about two for six out of those teams. <laughs> you kind of looked at the Rockies maybe as a dark horse there in the West, but, but basically, you know, I think the big storyline is is really. These teams really taking advantage of of teams we expected to be a lot better, kind of not being there. I think the Red Sox are, you know, right right above five hundred, three three games above 500. So are the Indians. We expected those two teams to be kind of running away with this because both teams were really good last year, and then they made big additions over the winter. Obviously, Chris Sale with the Red Sox and Edwin Encarnacion to the Indians. In the in the West, I think Houston was the team that really also stocked up this winter with some big additions. So that's not a surprise. The Nationals the same thing. But it's kind of the Cardinals and the Cubs kind of just treading water there. And then, obviously, uh, the Dodgers, um, you know, ha- are playing well, but but kind of just getting surpassed by the Rockies, and they're beating up on a surprising bad team and the Giants, and then also you know, as bad as the Padres are. So, yeah, it's been interesting, obviously. You know, I think this year I, I went into it thinking, well, there's less parity here maybe than ever before, and, and a lot of teams that um, I didn't anticipate being contenders already are. So that is a uh, surprise, and we'll see. You know, it's, it's always tough at the quarter poll, as you mentioned. You know, you, the question is, is this sustainable for these clubs? And, and we'll find out, and, and July is a huge time because the trade deadline will come, and that's when you really can separate the contenders from the pretenders.
1: Well, one of those teams, the Yankees, Aaron Judge, has been outstanding, but uh, head scratching what's going on right now with michero tanaka a guy that has put up some ridiculous numbers we knew uh, a couple <clears> years ago he was close it sounded like to going under the ninth was able to rehab and come back his era is over six and a half uh even with some good starts sprinkled in there in your mind what's going on with tanaka could there be an injury back with him
2: you know there's an that's an interesting one because in spring training the story was that he was the best pitcher in spring training i think he might have had a at a zero ERA or something close to that throughout spring training, and all my friends were texting me about you know fantasy drafts. Wow, Tanaka looks great in spring training. You know how do you feel about that? And I always say that spring training doesn't matter at all. And so obviously in this case that backs it up. But obviously that's a huge concern. I mean he's a guy the Yankees really were going to rely on, and it's surprising that they've been able to do that well with some of the starting you know issues that they've had. With him, I think there could be an underlying injury. There's always that elbow question that goes with him. There's always kind of a, an overwork question that comes when guys come from Japan, just because of the way they they operate over there. And and I think we've seen that with him. The real interesting thing on him right now is that he is a guy who can opt out at the end of the year, opt out of the rest of his deal with the Yankees, and hit free agency. But if he keeps this up, you know, there's no way he'll do that in pursuit of a larger deal. And that's what that's kind of the. The danger of that opt-out clause we're seeing worked into all these big deals nowadays that if a player does really well, he can leave, and he either becomes more expensive or leaves your team. And if he's really bad, then you're stuck with him. So I think that's just kind of where free agency is heading, and, and he's a great example of that.
0: Aside from the San Diego Padres, does uh, maybe even Philadelphia, as I look at everything here, does everybody else in your estimation still have a shot?
2: I mean, I think there's a lot of teams that the the good teams that are really falling to the bottom of their division, uh-huh. I think we're at a point where we can start saying they're the good teams that we expected to be good, you know, the Giants, the Blue Jays, some of those teams you're looking. And and the point where they're going to start waving the white flag is, is, is right around July 1st. So we have another month or so. So I think, you know, yeah, Philadelphia and San Diego, as you mentioned. But Pittsburgh is a team that I think is, is pretty much – done. They've had a lot of off-the-field issues, a lot of different things happening there. San Francisco is surprising, but they're due for a down year, obviously. I think the bum gunner thing really just killed their chances in the National League, those teams. I think Oakland is and, and Seattle are, are getting there, obviously. Kansas City and Toronto are two teams that we were surprised about, and then the White Sox were never expected to contend. So you're seeing those teams, they have to make that decision of if they're going to be sellers at the trade deadline. Now, the one team you did bring up San Diego is always open for business. They're expected to be the worst team in baseball this year, and and they really don't have that many assets to trade. Brad Hand, the lefty, is the only guy who's really getting a lot of interest right now. But those other clubs that I mentioned, Kansas City and Toronto especially, will be the real interesting teams to watch as we get toward July because Kansas City has all those guys who are free agents at the end of the year. Lorenzo Cain, Eric Hosmer, Mike Wistakis, Toronto could look to trade. Marco Estrada, Jay Happ, maybe even Josh Donaldson is a rumor out there right now. So, Those will be the teams if they keep falling, then they're going to really shape kind of the rest of this race with the guys that they're going to be able to sell.
1: Chris, uh, earlier this week the Twins go into Baltimore, become the first visiting team to win a series there. Not only did that, they swept away the Orioles. Uh, Very impressive. Barrios was very good once again. Uh, Their youngster in his third start of the season. Miguel Sano continues to put up big numbers. Uh, This Twins team, are they built to last maybe longer than we anticipated?
2: You know they keep surprising, and every time I doubt them, they they really come back, and they're they do stuff like that. So it's really hard to, you know, be be skeptical of them now. They've they've shown a lot, and I think you know just compared to last year, obviously it, it's it has really surprised a lot of people. I think an interesting thing for them right now is what to do with Irvin Santana because they're if they said you know we could trade him, even though as as good as he's been, if they tried to trade him, they'd be able to get a lot back, and that's that's an, that's partly what. A lot of these teams are dealing with. I think the Brewers are a great example of this, and the Twins are. Where these teams, their short-term success and surprisingly good years, maybe are really going to hurt their long-term plan. It's really tough for you know the Brewers to justify trading Ryan Braun or trading another one of those veterans at the deadline when they're still in the race. How do you justify that to your fan base? Minnesota is going to deal with the same thing. So maybe you know going after a division title that you might not win. And losing the opportunity to sell some key assets or performing really well could really hurt. And I think it's just, it's an impossible spot because you can't, you know, you can't explain it to your fans that you're trading your number one starter when you're in the middle of a pennant race. But. And, you know, I bet GMs have a lot more of a long-term view than fans in general, and, and it's tough to balance that.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we agree. Uh, Chris Cotillo is our guest. Major League Daily Dish on the Draft House 50 hotline. All right, let's go to some players now. you got a star on the West Coast and a star on the East Coast and a, and a budding star in Middle America with the Chicago Cubs. So these three players, how would you rate them right now with Bryant, Trout, uh, and uh, Harper?
2: That's tough. I mean, that's that's kind of. I think those guys have established themselves as as the top three uh, position players, at least. If you throw Kershaw into that mix, that's you know a whole different story. But but those guys, I think, are the top three. And the interesting part about those guys is that you know none has really taken the reins as the face of baseball, which has been a big. Big talking point so far this season. Trout's more of a reserved guy. Bryant's a laid-back reserved guy. And Harper isn't, but he kind of has that little bit of a villain kind of side to him where a lot of people didn't like Bryce Harper when he first came up and when he was on the cover of SI at 15 or 16, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So he's got that to deal with. I think I'd personally rank them Trout number one. I'd take Bryant number two just because I just love Chris Bryant as a player. I think when it's all said and done, Bryant will be the face of baseball. That's my prediction at this point. And I'd take Harper number three, obviously immense talent, but, but, you know, there's been times where he's, he's looked, you know, a little bit worse than, than the other guys. And Trout's just the model of consistency and has really established himself uh, there. I think the interesting part of that, of that argument is that Harper and Bryant actually grew up together in the Vegas area and played together along with Joey Gallo, prospect from the Rangers. So those guys, now two of the top three players in baseball are arguably, uh, you know, they, they grew up and played together, which is crazy.
1: Last thing for me, Chris, I'll let Jim finish up with you here. Uh, To the Cubs we go, as we always do. Mm -hmm. It is the biggest, most important team, certainly, of our market. Uh, Long time talk about them wanting to get a young, controllable arm. Sonny Gray yesterday, he was outstanding for Oakland. Looks like he is rounding into form. Do you see a marriage there that could work? and, And what are some other starting pitching names that would make sense in your mind to the Cubs?
2: Well, I know a lot of people have thrown out Jose Quintana. I really just don't see the two Chicago teams making a deal like that. Sonny Gray is a guy who Buster only had a column today for ESPN that was just saying, you "No, know, Gray is really changing the entire trade market because he's going to be performing well and and showing a lot of teams a lot, and he'd be the, he'd be the number one guy to be available in July." But I think I think the guys to really watch for the Cubs is Chris Archer. They've been interested for a while. Obviously, the Joe Madden connections there. I think. You know, Archer might be a guy that you can buy a little bit lower than Gray because he hasn't been completely up to standard in in the last couple of years, but a guy that scouts absolutely love around the league and a guy who will definitely be available as Tampa looks to shop all their pitchers once again.
0: Man, it's good to catch up with you. We know you got some other commitments, so we'll let you get running, Chris. Thank you so much for uh, taking time with us today.
2: Yep, anytime. Thank you.
0: You got it. Chris Cotillo, SB Nation, Major League Baseball Daily Dish. With the latest on Major League Baseball. So, here we are. Yeah. And we're starting to get ready for the start of this game. Yes. A day late and a dollar short. It's taken them, like, forever to get this game underway. Well, we see a shot of the field. Doesn't look too bad there now. Gray skies, but at least it's
1: not raining. And former Iowa Hawkeye Data Hughes. Yeah, working it. Yeah, he is uh, calling the game there, yeah. So, Iowa yesterday. yeah. Originally was supposed to play 7.30 our time. Correct. 7.30 start. Yes. Well, then they pushed Nebraska-Purdue back. Yes. And there was some rain. Pushed it back. Plus, it was a 15-9 to 9 game. Yeah. Didn't get over till just about 9 o'clock our time. Something like that. And then getting the field ready, everything, well, it's past curfew. 10 o'clock curfew Cur- Eastern. Curfew. <laughs> but, I mean, I mean, think of it this way. Okay. You start that game at ten thirty Eastern last night. Yeah, it would be over by before one. Huh? It'd be over by one. No, it wouldn't Don't think so? College baseball game? No. No. Too many hits? You're not you're not getting that thing done in two fifteen, no. It's you need to estimate two o'clock. Th- two o'clock. You need to estimate three hours. Okay. Yeah. So you're getting two AM. Well then the loser of that game has to come back and play at noon the next day. I think that's why Instead of getting into that kind of crunch, instead, and, I mean, by the time you get back to your hotel. Oh, I know. You know, how much yeah. sleep are you going to get? All these things. Not a lot. Instead, the loser of this game will have to come back and play right away against Purdue. Right. It'll be a back-to-back game, but it won't be that same kind of crunch one night from the other. How late is the game going to go? I mean, what happens if what happened this morning goes? know, Indiana-Michigan, they played four and a half hours. Mm-hmm, they did. And you're starting the thing at 1030. Yeah you play until 3 a.m. That's probably the reason for it. Okay. I guess I do understand. it. I don't like it. No. I wanted them to play last night. I mean, night, we laughed about it. But. They, they had a curfew of 10 o'clock. It does make some sense.
0: So, essentially, the curfew was probably stating that you couldn't have a game start after 10.
1: That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Well, at any rate, uh, the weather looks to be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see guys pretty much in short sleeve shirts, so it's not too bad there. So that's a plus. And, they, and one thing we should point out, if you were worried that it was going to be all muddy and everything, uh, that's not the case. It's a turf field. Yes. So they lucked out from that standpoint. Because if it was a regular grass field, mm. oh boy. It wouldn't be good. Oh boy. The outfield would be awful.
1: Hey, uh, speaking of the Big Ten, Jimmy sure. B. Sure. Uh, an announcement comes down. We've been waiting for start times. Yes. For football this that year. That is correct. A lot of speculation, obviously, what's going to happen the iowa State game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've heard plenty of people out there that feel, since it's an Iowa State home game, that means that it'll be controlled by the Big 12 Conference, TV-wise. Right. Uh, a lot of people speculate that we've seen that game be on Fox, mm-hmm. maybe even a 5 o'clock start. Could be. That same day, uh, Oregon is hosting Nebraska. Where they'd have it, say, a 5 o'clock game, Iowa State, and then a 9 o'clock game, a start time Out for west. Oregon, which would be 7 o'clock their time, right. but who cares about them? Yeah. 5 <laughs> o'clock here, 9 <laughs> o'clock okay. would be the start times of yeah. those two games, and give a pretty good broadcast window there to Fox as well on that night. But that's speculation. We do know a few things yes, we do. happening early on for the Big Ten, starting The Thursday night game, Indiana hosting Ohio State. Mm -hmm. That will be on ESPN, 7 o'clock kickoff. Uh, Friday night, there is that first Friday night game of the Big Ten on ESPN. The Badgers hosting Utah State. They get into Saturday. Penn State, they play at 11. And the Michigan-Florida game from Jerry World will be a 2.30 start. So we know that. That leads to Iowa's first opponent, Wyoming. Yes. And we get back into the speculation. In the past, this felt like eleven o'clock BTN, right? Back in the old days, Raycom. Yes, that's true. <laughs> it was done eleven a, o'clock. Though a, those were what o'clock? I've kick-offs. done a lot of those Raycom games, but that's that's what this one feels like. Yes, in the past, but now remember that Fox is a partner, and not just Big Fox, not Fox who has had college football, correct? But also, they have a portion of the schedule with Fox Sports One. Wyoming, though not a nationally relevant program, uh-huh. they do have a little cachet with Josh Allen coming in. They do. Went to a bowl game last year. Bowl team from a year ago. Craig Bull's done a great job there. Yes, Building that program, the former North Dakota State coach. And they have a guy that a lot of people think not only a first-round pick, maybe a top five. Mm-hmm. I've even seen some people say number one pick coming out. So you got that out there. Could be a chance where we see this. Not where you'd normally expect that eleven o'clock kickoff on BTN might, might be. Are you saying it might be a 230? 5, even a night game on Fox Sports One? I mean, there's interesting. You know, there's so many different windows now that are open. That's true. And before we could pretty much nail, at least be very close and have a good educated guess, right, of when these games are going to start. That's not the case anymore. That's not the case because we don't know this new contract. We still have not seen any official announcement from the Big Ten and Fox mm-hmm. of what kind of windows they're going to be when these games are going to be played. Maybe they open up a new window. Maybe they'll have one o'clock start times. Come back. We just don't know, right? Where you could
0: welcome back everybody. It's our final segment as we uh, get ready to wrap things up at the top of the hour at three o'clock. Jimmy B and TC, of course, it's the Big Talker seventeen hundred. Okay, so I told you earlier on the show I was bored as hell, so I went and played tennis for a while. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right. I just just didn't want to just sit there. I'm watching the Cubs game. I saw Rizzo's home run, Mm -hmm. and people are sitting there like it's middle of December at the Bears game. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, that was not exciting. So I went down, hit a few tennis balls for an hour indoors, did that. But. Because with the Iowa game being canceled, mm-hmm. and now uh, on today, that's, you know, I didn't, I, it really wasn't anything I was interested in. So, this evening, totally different. Trent, we get a Game 7 in the NHL, and we get Boston and Cleveland, Game 5 in Boston, the Cavs a chance to close out the Celtics in
1: Beantown. I cannot wait for these two games. No, you could have got me with the hockey. I mean, I sure, I can jump in there. It's game seven. It's a game seven. Yeah, we're watching. Sure, right, right. Cleveland-Boston, come on. Come, what? The Kava. last game was entertaining.
0: The game before, that
1: was entertaining. Well, it was as the Celtics came back and yeah, won it. that's what I'm saying. It was entertaining. This thing's going to be ugly. That is going know. to be. A yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, I, you're a believer in the Celtics. Huh? No, I that think they can keep it close. I th- I think they keep it. I think they're in it for a while. Yeah, okay. I think
0: it'll be kind of like what we saw in the last game at Cleveland. All right. I think they're going to come out and they're going to play hard and they're going to play well early and get a lead. And the Cavs are going to find a way to battle back and then find a way to win it in the last couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. If that's what we get, I'm good with that. And then we get what everybody wanted to get, and that's Cleveland-Golden State. Right. In Game 7, I gave you those stats, which you just scoffed at <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> I did. So I won't repeat them. <laughs> right, right. But uh, this is going to be a knockdown dragout.
1: Well, I mean, it comes down to is Craig Anderson standing on his head again, right? Yes, that's it. Because in hey, game by six, way, but we better tell everybody he is the Ottawa goalkeeper. Right, right, right. Because a lot of people, whoo, right who's that? <laughs> game game five was a seven nothing game over the weekend. That was uh, that was freakish. And then they come back in game six. Felt like the Penguins dominated that game. Yes, got forty six shots on goal, only one got by Anderson. That's it. So I mean, it's it's pretty simple, right? Mm-hmm. Anderson has to be ridiculously good. Yes. If not, Penguins are going to roll. They're the better team. They are the better. They're team. the better team. Yes. But this is a one-off situation. You yeah, know, Goofy things happen. Get a couple of weak goals, a couple of light goals that, that sneak in there early on. You never know what's going to happen in a Game 7. What you wish, what I wish, which anybody that's a sports fan wishes, though, is that it comes back and we're able to get a tight game going in the third, maybe even a little overtime. little OT, a little extra and, time for I mean, us hockey fans. That, that's some good stuff right there. That'll be,
0: that'd be awesome. And the best part is hockey starts a half hour before the NBA game. So you get a chance to watch almost the entire first period mm-hmm. before you have to start kind of flipping back and forth if you're home. Or, like me, if you're smart, you're on a stool at a refreshment stand, and they're both right in front of you, which makes it even better. Mm-hmm. Now, with those two games on, will you still sample some baseball tonight?
1: Uh, twins are off. Yeah. Those first place Minnesota twins. Yeah, I knew you were going to bring that up. Yeah, first place. Yes, yeah. say it while you can. First place, okay, Minnesota Twins. <laughs> what's, uh, what's that again? They're they're in first place. <laughs> it is the twenty fifth of May. Uh huh. And the Twins are in first place. Yes, yeah. it's pretty good feeling. Not gonna lie. Uh, tonight, Kansas City and the Yankees. They've already postponed that one. They have. So that one's an X out. Late, I'll be watching Dodgers Cardinals again tonight. Uh, but that's late, that's, so I'll be good with that. That's late. Arizona, Milwaukee, two surprise teams. Yes. Uh, Robbie Ray against Zach Davies doesn't no, exactly. No, it doesn't uh, blow my shorts. Get you out. really excited. No. Uh, maybe little Rangers, Red Sox. Okay. Rangers are playing better. They've kind of crawled themselves out now. I mean, is the hole too big to catch the Astros? Boy, I don't know. Play, I mean, the Astros over the weekend got swept by the Indians, but they're so deep. They, they got are. so many weapons offensively. I don't know, but maybe you keep an eye on that one a little bit. Eh, that's about it. Baseball, if I'm going right. to if
0: I'm going to sample baseball, it'll be cards, Dodgers. Right, that's right. it. And that's, and that's the late game.
1: And then uh, a little bit of a change. You got uh, things moved around with the Big Ten tournament. We got the Hawkeyes going on right mm-hmm. now, but. All that's been moved around, shuffling of the schedules. I saw, I think the Big 12 tournament had some delays, MVC tournament. Yep, everything, yeah, that's, with the weather. Yeah? Yeah. Outside, outdoor baseball in May here in the Midwest. You Tough. never know what's going to happen with the weather. You know, that, and that's
0: too bad. Be, we had that conversation a little bit yesterday where we had that great week and a half in February, mm-hmm. and then it went right in the dumpster. I mean... I, we've only had, think about it, April and May, we've probably had a handful of nice days. That's it. Yeah. And the right. rest of it has been either cold and windy or rainy and overcast. And so at least we got a beautiful day today. So when I'm done here, you know where I'm headed. To the bar? Uh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Not that early. Okay, okay. No, not that early. No. So Just guessing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be there that early, so that, uh-huh. that's it. Um, so that's what we got for tonight. At least we have some solid uh, viewing this evening. Yes. One thing I wanted to bring to your attention, and it uh, concerns the Boston Celtics and Danny Age, mm-hmm. who apparently was on a local Boston station and indicated that Lonzo Ball and his peeps, meaning his dad. Have stated that they will not come and work out for Boston. They hmm. are they are not going to do that. Not so, going to work not out. Not going to work out for the team. Yeah. that has the number one number pick. one pick, and they are not going to work out. Now we've seen other players force the hands of teams. Mm-hmm. We saw Eli Manning right. force the hand of San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh, this might this is before your time, but it's perfect. John Elway, yeah, forcing the hand, so he ends up playing in Denver. And there have been others as well mm-hmm. that have done that, done those kind of shenanigans. So now I, I think the interest in the NBA draft is going to be through the roof because a it's a very good draft class.
1: It is a ton of great freshmen. Yes could see the top start nine, ten, eleven yeah, guys all fresh. Yeah,
0: nine nine top players really. And now with this drama, would it be ironic as hell if Boston takes Mark Carroll, Mark Markel Fultz out of Washington, mm-hmm. and the Lakers take Josh Jackson or De'Aaron Fox, and Lonzo
1: Ball falls?
0: Mm. I. I, I would mean, like to, I mean, and this is nothing against. Yeah, but this is
1: nothing against Lamar. Or no, this is nothing against Lonzo. Lonzo. Whoa, God, no! The kid's a good kid. But boy, that'd be yeah. fun to see, just because of old the old man. God. And then him having to go, just not not being able to stay at home. Yeah, it's not going to happen though. I, we're already getting to the window dressing, all these different things. Yes. As soon as the Celtics are eliminated, that's going to ramp up even more. Yes, it will. Uh, you're going to see all kinds of smoke screens out there. In the end, it's going to be Fultz. It's going to be ball.
0: ball. I would think and so. And then the Chip Fulton. He's too good. A, he's too good a player. And look, even the guy that you dislike the most. Who's that? Steve Alford. <laughs> when queried about Lonzo Ball, mm-hmm. said he was a great kid. Yeah. Great leader, great kid in the locker room. Couldn't ask for a better kid. Said he never had a problem. Well, what's he going to say? Well, I know, but still. I mean, not only if there is was, it... If there was major conflict, look, that's in Los Angeles. Somebody would have picked up on it. It would have been reported on if there was some conflict. Why well, do
1: think Steve Alford was pushing hard for that Indiana job? Was he really? He was. The back channels that were happening. The, oh, just look the at, back channels? J- just okay. look at his is buddy Dockett up this, there it, saying it was a done deal over and oh, over and over Is this, over is this fake news? No, this isn't fake news. Okay. Why do you think that is? I believe that is because he didn't want, A... The second ball brother coming in coming who isn't in? going to be very good. That's and correct. And then having to deal with Dad next year when he's playing four or five minutes a game. That's right. And Dad's dealing with that. And, yes, him.
0: yeah. Well, fortunately, if
1: Lonzo's playing for the Lakers, he probably won't see that much of the old man. Oh, he'll see plenty of the old man. Don't you worry. He will be there front and center and being a pain. I, I think that really is a part of it. I think it is that he was trying to get that job. The obvious connections that we know, his Indiana connections sure. playing there, all those things but i think that was also a part of it. Mm. I believe as a head coach it's going to be incredibly difficult and with brother number 2 who is the least talented of the three. of the three. Correct. Now you're going to get into that for a year. You're waiting for LeAngelo, that's, the youngest, Th- that's one, right? the youngest one, That's the youngest one. That's the youngest one who and he can play. Yes. Yeah. And he's a chucker. Right? Yes.
0: He he won- He's the guy that scored uh, 92 points or yes, something and yes. he just uh
1: Jerry picked the second half. He likes to shoot thirty footers. Yeah, he, he does. Is, he is a a different kind of player. Yeah, but he is very talented. Yes, he is. Number two, not so much.
0: Well, I'm not going to say that he didn't that, make that a Leanne, top one fifty. No, list, you know, but he's not. He's not just you know a uh, a guy that is going to never see the light of day. He's got some game at UCLA. Think of the guys that are in front of him. I see the guys that are in front of him. You know,
1: I'm not so sure.
0: I mean, they've they've got, they're going to be good again. The team that's going to be really good is USC. Yeah. Because all those guys are coming back. Mm -hmm. And Andy Enfield, he he might be the the toast of Los Angeles uh, this coming basketball season with USC. All right, but I just found that Lonzo Ball thing to be interesting that he's not going to work out.
1: Well, a lot of decisions were made uh, across the landscape yesterday with yes. the early entry period officially passed now. Um, you got Diallo, the Kentucky kid. Yep. He made his decision. He's going back to Kentucky. He's going to Kentucky. That puts them back in the mix as a preseason top five team. And uh, Biggie Swanigan, Yeah. Staying in. Got to. Got to, He's huh? got to. Why, why does he... Have I don't think do he it. could perform any
0: better in his senior season than what he did last year. He's player of the year. Mm-hmm. He's a double double machine. And are there 30 players? Remember, there are 30 NBA teams. Mm-hmm. Are there 30 players out there that you think are better than him?
1: 30? No. No, I, I certainly think that this guy is. He's going to be a first round, late first round pick. Upside is always something that. Teams draft for. I I do believe, certainly, he's one of the top 30 players. Yes. I just don't know if he's going to be drafted there. But here's the thing. If he's not, I think he's good enough where he's going to make a team regardless. Oh, he will. You know, if he does slip out of the first round and he's picked early in the second, I think he makes that team. Even though he won't have the guarantee will as a first-round pick, I think he makes a team regardless. Now, you know, the accomplishments that he still could have... Now, winning titles at Big sure. Ten, getting them to the Final Four, all these things. Yeah, those are now off the table for him, but you're right. Uh, this is a guy that is making decisions decision that just makes a lot of sense. It does. He doesn't have a game where it's going to improve or polish upon a lot more. Right. There are individual accolades, team accolades that he can win, but for him to make the jump, it just makes sense. But he's still going to be good, by we, the way. We, we know his background, Yeah. yeah. so from, from that aspect
0: uh he's probably trying to look out not only for himself but the family that's involved mm-hmm. and the guy the guy's an amazing story right. going from a obese kid to what he is now mm-hmm. and the way and how hard he worked not only just tra- just to transform his body but to develop his game as well and to be able to be productive in school as well, it's an amazing story about how what hard work and perseverance can do for you right i mean yeah I mean you have to be athletically gifted, and he is, and he took advantage of that, and to me, that shows me a smart guy because he was able he he got lucky he got a guardian who understood everything that he had been through and was able to guide him in such a manner that, in his mind, Biggie Swanigan's mind, that he would be able to comprehend it and deal with it. And that's exactly what happened, and here he is.
1: Uh, Michigan went one for two, if you will. Correct. D.J. Wilson's going to stay in the draft, and they do get Wagner back, uh, the big German. Yes. Will make his way back, of course, the, the loss of Watson, who graduated this year. Uh, Michigan team that should be decent. They'll get, they'll be good. Yeah, and you gotta give Beeline credit. Oh. He is such a good coach. He even when the talent just isn't there seemingly year after year, he finds a way to at least make them adequate. Yes. And when he's got some talent, well, he saw so no, then they, then they then he goes they win. and plays for a national championship <laughs> <Yeah>. against Louisville. <laughs> then they win. Yeah. I mean that that's what he can do there. So uh that's a decision that was made. Jonathan Motley staying in the draft. I could see Baylor. that I could see that. So with Motley uh going into the draft, they also they had a transfer. Remember the fifth year guy? Who yes. was that? That left? I can't remember offhand, but I guess we downgrade Baylor a little bit. A little bit from that upper tier. Yeah, of the Big Twelve, it's Kansas, West Virginia, TCU, TCU. That's kind of where you are. Top three. That's where I am with those top three teams. Texas should be pretty solid, but they're in the next tier. Yep. I mean, even
0: even though they got uh, is it uh, uh, what's his name Bamba? Yes, yes, yes. uh, Even though they got him, he's a seven footer that weighs about two hundred pounds. So he's going to get bounced around a lot. Mm-hmm. So from and it'll be a real learning experience. Now the kid's a tremendous talent, right. not taking anything away from him. Mm-hmm. But it'll be a learning experience for him.
1: So uh, got that. Let's see other names in here. Late names making the decision. Oh, there was one. Um, ah, Who was it now? Now I'm. The Carolina kid made his decision. Oh, Justin uh, Johnson? No, to- no, Tony Bradley. Oh, Bradley, yes. Yeah. Okay. Justin Johnson was good as well. Yeah, he Bradley was. Bradley just made his decision the other day. He did. He's a one-and-done guy yeah. now, even though he didn't really play like we expect a one-and-done guy. That was a surprise. Yeah. And kind of takes Carolina, same kind of thing, from preseason, top 7, 8, probably down now in top 15. It's still Carolina. Right. They're going to be younger, though, and not nearly as experienced as they were. But they'll still be good right and right. and so that's that's the key right
0: there if you're a tar heel fan mm-hmm. um, Duke is going to be good again, yeah, they got a couple guys that came back, Grayson and allen, yeah, and he's yeah, he didn't leave, he stayed mm-hmm. smart move on his part, get healthy, mm-hmm. kid wasn't healthy, and get his head sc- uh, screwed on correctly, and he'll be he'll be just fine, I think that uh. I always find it interesting you're always a little surprised by kids that say they're staying, like Dylan from Oregon, yeah not not coming back, staying mm-hmm. I mean he late second rounder yeah, if that Do you kill there kids are, there for are that? other guys I mean there are other guys too
1: that are staying and won't even get drafted, but it's at a point in a lot of these guys' career when they They've been around for three years. You're not going to prove anything more. You're not going to become a first-round pick by staying another year. That is year. true. And there's only a finite amount of time where you can make money. You can only make money until you're sometime more than likely in your 30s, sometimes earlier than that, mm-hmm. if an injury happens. I don't begrudge a guy that says, you know what, I'm going to go make some money now. It and It's not going to be in the NBA, but it's going to be over in Europe. Or I'm going to give it a shot in the D-League. I think I can make these improvements in my game as this as my full-time job and get a shot to play in the league. I don't begrudge people that do that. Here's the thing. The NCAA now has it set up where guys, if they do leave school early, they can come back, complete their degree, and it's not out of pocket either. This is something where you can come back and still complete your degree as a scholarship player as long as you leave in good standing. You can come back and do that. So, I don't have a problem with guys that are making these decisions. Guys that, oh, how can you leave early? They want to go make money. Yeah. I got no problem with I, that. I don't have a problem with let, that either. Let the dude go make some money. Yeah. I it just And, and what I think also when you say go
0: make money, I think people forget that they can make money across the pond. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you yes. guys make a good living in Europe. Mm-hmm. They really do. Yeah. I mean, you can
1: Make several hundred thousand dollars a year, and everything is paid for. And even if it's not that, even if it's seventy five thousand yeah. dollars a year, but yeah, that's more than you were making in college. Well, and and if everything's paid, paid for, for yeah. I mean that's you're that's, banking. it. That's pretty good Jack. Yeah, yeah. I mean a lot of college graduates right out would be very happy to make seventy five grand. A to year. make seventy five grand a year and have their housing and their car and all these things paid for. You bet. Plus, not have any student loans. Yeah. You can get yeah, by pretty well. Yeah. You can get by pretty well there. Yeah. And and that's the part that you get into with these guys. So uh, that's what I look at when, you know, people, oh, how can you make this decision? It just doesn't bother me, I guess, at the same kind of level because you gotta look broader than just are you a first round NBA draft pick? There mm-hmm. are there's a lot more out there than just that. And uh, that'll lead tomorrow. We got coming in our friend Rob Doster from NBC Sports. We're going to get his thoughts on not just the draft, but uh, with all the decisions, kind of how it reshapes things in his top 25 going into next year. Because now, outside of a a couple of transfers that'll still be happening, we pretty much know everybody going into the year. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State, loaded. Loaded. Louisville took a little step back with Arizona. Loaded. Yes. Lonzo Trier <laughs> oh, coming back. Bad. They lose marketing, but they got a lot Lots coming back there. Did, did. Duke, you mentioned them. Duke, They're yep. going to be up there. Kentucky uh, reloading. Yep. yep. It's uh, it's going to line up for a pretty entertaining year, and hopefully an entertaining year in the state here of Iowa too. You got Iowa with a lot of experience coming mm-hmm. back. Got to replace the scoring of Peter Jock, but at the very least they look good. That Iowa State team. Still trying to figure out what the roster is going to look like. It's still the magical mystery tour. <laughs> it is. It is. And see what Proms has got up his sleeve. Yep. If he can maybe find another guard out there on the transfer market. You and I, can they take a step forward mm-hmm. this year? Low house back, healthy. The two big guys, Clint Carlson and Bennett Cook. We saw flashes out of both those guys. We did. Now if the consistency is there, game in and game out out of those two, with low house back, if they can make a jump forward. You got Valpo joining the league. And then Drake with the new coach. Should mm-hmm. be yeah. pretty entertaining. It'll be, uh, uh, yeah, it'll be
0: interesting. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: All right. Uh, we're pretty d- well done
0: for today. Uh, we're going to get out of here. Back again tomorrow, like it or not. And we will be here bright and early. 12 noon. Works perfectly for me. You too? That'll work. Okay, fair I'll enough. make it work. Okay, fair enough. Jimmy B and TC. It's the Big Talker. 1700. Pregnant? Thinking of getting pregnant? Enova Loudon Hospital's expansion allows us to offer you bundles of childbirth options close to home. Surround yourself in comfort and calm in our new spa-like labor and delivery suites. And our new and enhanced NICU offers you peace of mind if your newborn needs special attention. We'll coddle you and your baby with exceptional care. Learn more at anova.org newbeginnings.